Hello and welcome to the I Want to Know podcast. I'm Josh Spector and I'll be your host. If you don't know who I am, I'm the creator of the For the Interested newsletter, which you can check out at fortheinterested.com. If you're new here, this podcast exists to help creative entrepreneurs get their questions answered. And here's how it works. Basically, in each episode, a different guest comes on and asks me three questions. We spend about 10 minutes talking about each of them, and that's it. Hopefully, they and you get a bunch of actionable tips that you can put to use. Today's going to be a good one. I'm personally very excited about it. Today, my guest is Susie Menkes. Susie works hand-in-hand with parents, helping them navigate the nuances of newborn, older baby, and toddler sleep through one-on-one consults, online programs, and corporate seminars. She's consulted for top parenting sites, including Shondaland's Katie's Crib, Juvie, Very Well Family, Regalo, and What's Up Moms, to name a few, and truly enjoys helping parents find more peaceful nights, confidence, and empowerment through the power of knowledge. You can also find her on Instagram at Healthy Little Sleepers, which is a great name, by the way, where she shares valuable information and funny reels around baby sleep and parenting. I've also seen her occasionally do her own version of Jay-Z songs. (laughs) Susie, Susie also happens to be a friend of mine, a former client, and the person I will soon be calling every day to help me and my wife in a few months when we have our first baby. So with that in mind, hey, Susie, welcome to the show. Uh, hi, Josh. Thanks for the great introduction. I love that you love my Jay-Z reel. <laughs> uh, yeah, I know. It's it's very, uh, the, the, they're very attention grabbing. I don't see myself going that route, but I hi- I highly recommend it for, for those of you that have, uh, have your, uh, unleash your inner Jay-Z on Instagram. Yeah. Um, so fun, right? It's fun. <laughs> yeah. So I'm really excited to talk to you for a bunch of reasons. And I know we're going to talk a lot about your business and Facebook and how you're sort of attracting an audience and converting them into both clients and product sales and all of that. So let's jump into it. What is the first thing you want to know? Yeah. So with Facebook ads, let's start there. You know, what is the best way for people, you know, to find me, to get to know me and then at the end of the day, buy from me or if anything, just, you know, be there, you know, know, know that I'm there to help them. So let's, let's start this with, tell me a little bit, cause I know you have a few different products and services and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So talk to me a little bit about sort of what you're selling, who you're selling to and kind of what, you know, where the Facebook ads sort of fit into that for you. Sure. So I just launched, so my, I'm founder of Healthy Little Sleepers and I've just launched an age specific program for families at a low price point because all my one-on-ones are super, um, a much higher price point. And so I wanted to be able to offer the same type of services in a different realm for other people to really get, be able to get their hands on important information as well. So it's a digital in-home consult with me online. It's a one-on-one consult I give all my families, but it's age-specific and it's built around, you know, their development, what's going on with their sleep and really helping them understand what's going on with sleep and set them up for success, whether it's newborn, four to six months, seven to 11 months, 12 to 18, 19 months to 24 months. Everything changes within those age ranges and I help them set them up for success. So in launching this age-specific course, 
you know, there is a whole different audience in terms of who I am hoping to capture, right? A different market in terms of maybe income level or um, just in terms of a different avenue if they're interested in doing an online program, but it's with live support and that's the whole thing. Any of my programs, it's not about going online and doing it going on on your own. It's about going online and having continued support. So with these age-specific courses comes the Healthy Little Village, which is my private community where I go live every single day answering questions. And it's a big community where people are in the same kind of situation as you based on age and there's topic boards and it's just, it's a really great community. Um, and that's, that's what I've launched. So when they, so when they buy, just so I'm clear, so they get a, a one-on-one consult with you or a digital one-on-one consult. They get an act, they get access to a video basically oh. explaining oh, okay. my one-on-one of every. So like an on-demand video, right. Specifically get- for their target age. Right. And there's PDF downloads, there's bonus downloads, not okay. transition guys, like the full, everything that they possibly need to move forward plus support. Gotcha. So they're getting a info product mm-hmm. at a high level, right? An info product, access to a community, mm-hmm. right? On a daily basis. Mm-hmm. And in that community, you're in there every day. So they're getting some access to you within the context of that community, right? Correct. Yeah. Okay. And you are selling that for how much right now? 49 a month. Okay. $49 a month. And is it month to month or is it? It's a monthly okay. subscription. So up front, you get the digital course. And this is the first time I'm launching. So the price mm-hmm. is the lowest it will ever be. Right. Um, and is it available uh, right now or you're getting ready to launch? No, it's available oh. now. Okay. Got yeah. Um, so... What was your question? <laughs> so they, uh, is it just month to month? So I pay $49, I get access yeah, and then I can cancel whenever I want so, or keep it. Exactly. You can cancel whenever you want. The idea is that the needs change so much that um, a lot of times it's about development. It's a lot of times naps have gone backwards or naps are still short. What can I do? So it's ongoing support. And at any point in time, they don't need it anymore. You cancel. And then if you need the next age group, mm-hmm. then you continue. And then you get access to the next age group. As long as you're a member, you get access to the next age group. Okay. And the ads that you're running right now, uh, you are targeting cold audiences, warm audiences, people that I, know you or both or what um i haven't run anything yet okay um so this is that's kind of where i'm at this has all been more grassroots marketing people okay. who uh refer here me talk about it um one-on-one consults that don't necessarily want to pay the high price point or looking right. just for some specific advice gotcha um but is the yeah, idea you think when you do it, you think you're targeting sort of people who don't know you exist yet or a combination? Okay. A combination, because I think there's going to be a group um, that do know me um, from other workshops that I've given. And then I think there's, there's going to be both warm targeting and um, cold targeting because I want the, I want the new moms. And the, the biggest age range that people often join is the newborn and four to six months. There's yep. people on the other age groups too, but that's like, Right. The first and also there's the more in theory for you and for them, arguably, it's that the earlier on, the longer they're going to continue to need sure. your help and support and et cetera. And in some ways, the more value for them as well, because 
it I assume the better they do earlier, the easier it gets as they Absolutely. as they go. I have a few thoughts for you. And obviously this is you could really go down the the rabbit hole and the, you know, we could we could spend six months working together trying to to figure this out. <laughs> and, you know, obviously, especially when it comes to Facebook ads or Instagram ads, or for that matter, any kind of marketing, you know, anything that I would say or any expert would say is all theoretical. Like so much of it is iteration, right? You put stuff out there, you see how your audience responds to it and you sort of iterate as you go. But I think that, I think so where I'll start with this and it's sort of a little bit on a sort of higher level, but I think will be helpful for you. So the first thing is, and this is true for anything, there are really three stages that require three separate strategies, right? So I think of them as discovery, connection, and monetization or sales. Right. So on the discovery level, especially when you're, and this is by the way, true with paid ads or just organic marketing or anything you're going to do, right. You want to sit down and really just think of a specific strategy of how are you going to get people to discover that you exist, that the product exists, any of that, right. How are you going to get that sort of initial attention? I'll give some suggestions in a minute, but that's, you want to say like, this is my discovery strategy. The second strategy is connection, right? So you have a whole bucket of people who have now discovered you because your brilliant discovery strategy is working. But how do you get them? In most cases, they're not going to go straight from discovery to monet to sales or buying, right? So some will, but a lot, a lot won't. So how do you get that people that discover you to connect to you in some way, right? Could be a social follower. In most cases, ideally, it's an email. It's an email list. It's a something, right? Mm -hmm. How do you turn someone who discovers you into a potential lead, basically? And that way, once you have that, you're able to build a relationship with them, build trust, connect with them over time and, and drive them to the sale. And then the third is the monetization piece in sales, right? Once you have that connection, as you're building that trust, how do you actually push them over the line to, you know, what is the strategy to take someone from oh, Susie's really smart and I really like her newsletter or I really like that blog post or I like her Instagram account to go from that to like, I'm actually buying her product, right? Or I'm hiring her. So I think a lot of times people, when they're thinking about this strategically, think about they jumble all three together. I think it's actually helpful to pull them apart and go, this is how I'm going to get people to discover me. This is how I'm going to get the people that discover me to connect to me. And this is how I'm going to get the people that connect to me to buy from me. So. Again, each of these could get very involved, but I'll give you a few tips for each of those phases, right? So first we'll talk about discovery. The first thing I would say is to the extent that you can go where they already are, right? So a lot of people are trying to get people to come to them, right? And they're like, oh, I'll just put stuff on my website and I'll put stuff even out on my social accounts. And I use a couple hashtags and they'll find me, right? And that can happen. But the shortcut is figure out where they already are, whether that's communities, Facebook groups. I know you've probably already seen in your, because I know you've been featured and done stuff all over the place that my guess is that drives a lot of attention, right? Like you can, one cross promotion, collaboration, whatever can, is just a shortcut to all that attention. So I think Cross promotions, collaborations, going where these people, especially with your audience, there, I'm sure you know better than me, a million new moms, Facebook groups, and all that kind of stuff, right? I would go in there. I would go into those communities. 
I would not go in and just start promoting, hey, I've got this thing, blah, blah, blah. There are people in huge Facebook groups going, I can't get my kid to sleep and just start answering those questions, right? And very quickly, people will go, oh, who's this woman? That she's really helpful. What else? You're going to start building relationships and you're going to start, when you do that, you have to remember that you're not only, you're responding to one person, but all the other people in the group are seeing it. Even if they don't connect, they go, who's this person? Like, that was a really good tip. So that's my first thing. Go where the people are. That applies to podcasts as well. Like podcasts for new moms and parents or, you know, women who are pregnant. I'm sure there's a million things out there where these people already are. And it takes a little time on your part and a little effort, but it's basically free, right? As opposed to the Facebook ads where you're, you know, just sort of paying to get in front of people. Mm -hmm. Um, the other thing that I would say in the discovery phase is I would think about ways that you can strategically leverage uh, previous or existing clients of yours. Now, I'm sure you already do that, and I'm sure you have good word of mouth and it drives people your way. But I think even more specifically, do you create some kind of referral program? Do you reach out to people? Is there a thing where, you know, baby shower gifts? Right. Do you reach out to all your clients and go, hey, you know, I have this new program. You could buy it for your friend who's pregnant as a baby shower gift. Right. And I think that kind of messaging and 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 leveraging that is going to be super powerful, as opposed to what a lot of times people do is they're very sort of passive about word of mouth. They just kind of figure like, yeah, everybody does. I'm the same way. Right. By the way, I don't listen to half of my own advice. I should, right? <laughs> but like that, you know, to actually reach out to them and both ask, but also incentivize them. Like, hey, just especially when you're launching a new program. Hey, you know, I have this new thing. If you know anyone that's like, send them my way or, and if you want, give them a cut of it or what, you know, whatever you want to do. So that's the discovery phase. On the connection phase, the big thing is all these people that are you're getting in front of, you want to give, you have to give them a reason to connect with you. And a lot of times people are like, get on my email list get my newsletter, get my whatever. You want to be more specific and like there's, what are they going to get, right? What is the, what is the value? And again, I know we've talked in, and about your newsletter in the past. That's, it's much better to sort of have a newsletter that provides value than just like get on my email list. Um, the other thing I would say is, you know, maybe you create a challenge at some point, maybe challenge isn't the right word, but some kind of group effort you know, you could easily do a three-day email sequence, five-day email sequence that sort of, you know, help your kid get a better night's sleep or whatever it is. Something that's free that people go, I'm giving my email address for that because I want to do that, right? That, that no pun intended, but that baby step toward what you're ultimately going to sell them. And then community. So we're going to talk about this, I think, a little more, but Right now, your community is part of your paid product. Mm -hmm. I'm not necessarily suggesting this, but it'd be an interesting thought exercise to think through what if it wasn't? Mm -hmm. What if people could join the community, you know, or, or for example, maybe there's a free version of the community, but you only talk to the paid members, but that community becomes a draw for people that want to connect with others. So like I have a newsletter creators Facebook group that people are joining every day. It's up to like 4,000 members. 
I just created a place for them to hang out, connect with each other. And so it's, it's one of the few times that Facebook's algorithm actually works in your favor. So okay. I'm not necessarily suggesting you do that, but it's something to consider about what would happen if there was some sort of community or group that would lead people into your world. And maybe the right. paid vert, you know, you can sort of figure that out. Yeah. Um, monetization, uh, just two quick tips about this. So one is, you always want to make sure that you're selling what your audience wants, not just necessarily what you want or wanted to create, right? Mm -hmm. I think you are, but it's definitely worth thinking through and sort of making sure that that's what you're doing. The other thing is, I'm going to give you a book uh, that I highly recommend you reading. There's a book, and it's going to sound like an obnoxious, it's an um, sort of obnoxious title. I didn't expect <laughs> to like it, but I love it. It's great. Okay. Uh, there's a book called $100 Million Offers by a guy named Alex Hermosi. And it is all about to sell, you need to have a great offer. And it's all about how to express your offer and package and explain what that is. It's super tactical. It's based on like what he did, helping gyms like sell memberships and all that kind of stuff, among other things. Really good. Okay, so that's my crash course to everything you need to do to build your business in slightly more than 10 minutes. Uh, so let's go on. What is the next thing you want to know? Yes. So the next one, so building on to Facebook ads. Yeah. So I know the first kind of 125 characters is what you see in before that kind of click more mm -hmm. button, right? Um, how would you promote that age specific course it's called healthy little sleepers personalized blueprint um to get the audience's attention to click more and read more and then maybe click through like a free training that will mm -hmm. lead them to the course so okay so i have a few a few ideas for you here so the first thing you need to understand and again this is going to this is about ads but it's also really about social posts on any platform as well okay. right yeah. The first thing you need to do is just watch somebody use social media, right? And they're, th they're just going like this. They're flying through. So the first thing you need to do is you need to figure out how are you going to get them to stop scrolling. Image. And that's going to, right. So, but it's image. And I think a lot of times it's pattern break. So a lot of times people go, oh, if I just have a really nice high quality image or whatever, use the right filter, use whatever, like cool messaging. But if everybody has that, it's what's, and, and pay attention. My advice would be to pay attention to what you stop on mm -hmm. and go, why did I stop on this? Both from people that you follow and friends and ads and whatever, right? Mm -hmm. And what you'll notice a lot of times is it's something different. I'm not suggesting you do this, but for example, if you use no image and it was just a solid white color block, you might stop just because you're, it's like a gap in your feed. It's a pattern break, right? <laughs> if right. all the images are color and suddenly there's a black and white image, it's a pattern break. You might stop. Again, I'm not, these are not like foolproof, but you want to understand that like the first thing you got to do is how am I creating an image that's going to get them to stop to even look at that copy, to even look at anything else, right? The other thing in general, and some of this is psychological stuff, is that 
you know, theoretically we're drawn to faces. So if you see faces as opposed to sort of a far distant shot or whatever, another thing is people are so used to seeing stock photos, especially in ads, that the more real the image looks, the more it looks like something their friend posted, the more likely they are to post than the sort of generic mom and her baby photo or baby sleeping photo or whatever. So I would uh, I would consider all of those. The other thing I would say is the best thing or the most powerful thing about Facebook ads and Instagram ads, for that matter, is the ability to hyper target and the ability to match your image and copy to that hyper targeting. It takes a little more time to set up, but you can also sort of experiment with it. But this is. Again, I think a thing a lot of people don't do, right? So if you were to test two ads, let's say, and one ad, let's say you were going for local clients in LA. And this is a little different than what you're doing, but just hypothetically, right? One ad was, you know, forget what the copy is for a second, but like, hey, LA moms, you know, need some help getting your baby to sleep. You know, check out my service, right? Check out my course, you know, book me, whatever. And the photo was a sort of generic stock photo of baby and mom sleeping or whatever. That's one ad you're targeting moms in Los Angeles. The other ad is targeting moms in Beverly Hills. And it's a mom on Rodeo Drive in front of the Beverly Hills sign. Something iconic Beverly Hills something in this person's neighborhood and you're only targeting Beverly Hills. That is going to way outperform the LA general ad. Interesting. So one of the tricks is matching copy and image to exactly who you're talking to. And you could do that. So you might have that same exact copy Hey, Beverly Hills moms, you know, having trouble with your baby sleeping, blah, 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 blah. And then you might create one for Santa Monica with something on the Santa Monica promenade or what something, you know, then you might have one for whatever, Brentwood or Sherman Oaks or whatever, but you're just changing. You're actually referencing who they are, Beverly Hills in the copy. They're seeing an image that looks like their neighborhood. Mm-hmm. way you'll get way higher click through and they don't realize that you've specifically targeted that right now i'm talking about location but the same could be done for anything you could write an ad targeting husbands and saying want to give your wife a good night's sleep Buy this as a gift for her, mm-hmm. right? And in that ad, that's not an ad that you would run to women. You would run it to men only. Mm-hmm. And you know you could do you could do the same thing, right? So when you start to think about that and drill down into specific things you can target, right? Another example: your credentials, right? So if you if you've been featured in Hatch, and I don't know that you can target Hatch fans, but I'm guessing Hatch is pretty big audience or any of these things that have pretty big audiences that are targetable, right? Mm -hmm. The ad that runs to moms who are interested or fans of Hatch should say as featured in Hatch. 
Mm-hmm. You yeah. have the ability to get so hyper specific. So I had helped a comedian a few years ago run ads. He was going, he was like a New York comic and he was going to do some shows in Alabama or Arkansas. Nobody there knew him. He was not a household name. So like, so he was running ads in the area of where this club was in, in Arkansas. And we started talking about, and he was showing some clips of his material because again, nobody knows who he is. And so we pulled a clip, for example, he was a former military guy. So we pulled a clip where he talks about being in the military and we targeted military veterans near the club. In their mind, they're like, this is a military comic, right? Or a comic who talks about military stuff. He was a new parent. We targeted new parents with a bit about being a new parent. Mm-hmm. Versus what a lot of people would do is, here's a funny joke I, sa- I told and I'll just target everybody in that area. That's the huge advantage you have with the Facebook and Instagram and algorithms, but okay. it's only an advantage if you use it. Right. So you might have to create a few more ads. Right. But ultimately they're going to perform much better. Right. Okay. I like it. Cool. Yeah. Great. Oh, Bye. one other last one other last quick note on that is testimonials and stories can be really effective. So incorporating those into your ads, especially if you're sort of retargeting people or people who maybe have some familiarity with you. You can imagine if they're seeing multiple ads from you that are, you know, if I've seen three ads from you with three different people talking about how amazing it was, that kind of social proof is really powerful. So you can do that as well. Okay, cool. So what is the third thing you want to know? I want to know since I just, so I took a sales page writing course. Um, and so I created I my own. <laughs> Why did you know it? It's so funny. Cause I said to, uh, I said to my wife, who, by the way, for anyone listening, the reason I know Susie is, is through my wife, Natasha. And I said to her yesterday, when I was looking through your stuff, I was like, Susie definitely has been like studying how to write sales pages and stuff. I was like, she didn't just wing this. I can see she's doing all the best practices. But anyway, go ahead. It's amazing. I love the person I found. Um, so, and I know you're so great with words, having worked with you on my newsletter. I was wondering if there is anything on that sales page, how you would maybe biff it up again or introduce things differently or, you know, use yep. your wordsmithing wisely since I have you here. Sure. So a couple thoughts. So for anyone that's listening to this, and we'll put a link in the show notes, uh, you can see this page at suzymenkes.healthylittlesleepers.com slash online. Um, and, you know, maybe it'll look a little different after this conversation, but that's, that, that's what I'm talking about. So it's pretty good. And like I said, I can tell that you've studied or had help. My own personal thing is most of the advice that I think is really good. Sometimes though, I feel like you can be, you want to sort of take the best of it and then kind of also sort of make it your own. And it can feel a little, that's why, like, I kind of knew I was like, oh, this is, she's clearly been like coached on this, right? A couple general thoughts. So it feels like there's a lot of copy and a lot of stuff on the page. And I know that a lot of people think that's best practices, right? Of like, 
show them all the things they're going to get, counter all their, their objections, do this, do that. Like, um, like it's, a, it's a lot, right? Yeah. But I think what happens is, and this isn't just about you, this is just in general, like I think I've fallen into this trap too, is there's a point where it goes from, wow, this seems really valuable to this starts to feel overwhelming. And okay. especially with what you're doing, where people are in sort of an overwhelmed state and they want someone to make this easier, simpler, whatever, there's a fine, and I don't know exactly where that line is, but there's a fine line where it starts to feel like, I don't know if I have time for all this information. This starts to feel like this might be hard and might be a lot, right? I, I'm going to read all these, even if they like it, right? Even if it sounds helpful, they go, I got to read all these PDFs and I don't want to watch this video. and every three months, I'm going to need a new age group like this. Like you want the opposite, right? You want them to look at your page and go, this is the answer to my prayers. Everything is going to be calm and simple and the overwhelm is going to go away. Not yeah, this would probably help me, but it feels like either it's going to be a lot of work or I'm worried that I'm going to buy it and not really use it because I don't have the time or it's, it's too much. Right. Mm -hmm. So the, it's not about what you're offering, but I think when you have a lot of stuff, right. But wait, there's more, but wait, there's more, but wait, there's right. Like at a <laughs> certain, I... at a certain point. Sorry. Yeah. Go ahead. I was just telling, cause, uh, my best friend, we had a weekend together and we were laughing at these infomercials. We're like, what are we going to get yeah. for free? And I'm like, right. Oh, wait, there's more. Right. Exactly. So, you know, so that's something we would think about. Um, by the way, I also think that $100 million offers book gets into this in sales pages. So I think that will, you'll find that helpful here as well. Okay. Right now, the main headline on the page is help your little one sleep through the night without cry it out, which I think is pretty good, but I'm going to give you something to sort of think about. So I'm sure you've heard this before, but people talk about features and benefits and you ultimately features are like, this is what you're going to get. You know, it's these videos and it's the community and it's the whatever, right? Mm -hmm. um, benefits are what is the result and the benefit you get of those features, right? Benefits is always what you want to focus on primarily, which you pretty much do, right? Help your little one sleep through the night. That's a benefit of the stuff they're going to get. So that's good. But the other thing that you don't hear people talk about much, and I actually only came across this recently, is it's a good question to ask, what is the benefit of the benefit, especially in your case? So the benefit might be that their baby's going to sleep through the night. The benefit of the benefit is their life's going to be easier. They're going to get to sleep through the night. They're not going to have to worry about, you know, their kids sleep and, you know, whatever. Right. Mm -hmm. They're the ones buying. I'm not saying that they don't care about their baby and they don't want, they don't genuinely want them to have a good night's sleep. But there is an underlying, not selfish in a bad way, but there is an underlying thing behind this that's like, I want my baby to sleep so I can sleep and so I don't have to worry about them and their health and their whatever. Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That might be the more powerful hook than just, or the benefit of the benefit is sometimes more powerful than just the benefit. Mm -hmm. So I would consider if that 
main headline on the page should at a minimum combine the two, right? Isn't it, you know, don't your baby and, you know, doesn't your baby parentheses and you deserve a good night's sleep? Because that's really what, and again, you would know better than me because you know your clients have, but on some level, that's what they're actually buying. Right. And so I think that's really powerful and you do sort of touch on it further down, but I think it potentially should be part of that main headline. Okay. And also my guess is, and you would know better than me, but my guess is a lot of people in your niche and your industry are all saying, we're going to help your baby get a good night's sleep. Right. So it might also differentiate you a little that you're speaking to their needs, not just the baby's needs. Right. Because also they're the ones ultimately that are making the buying decision, mm-hmm. right? right? Not, yeah. not the baby. The other thing I would say is, so you, you know, you have, you list all, you list all the stuff. One thing that was, a, it's not confusing to me now after we talked about it, but one thing that was a little confusing to me was it felt like a one-off payment product. And then all of a sudden I got to the price point. And it was like $49 a month. And I was confused because I was like, mm-hmm. this is a membership, this is a subscription thing, but I thought it's like an on-demand course, like sort of what is it? So you might want to hire up on the page in a very simple way before getting into all the details. Like if you go back to the beginning of our conversation today, like one of the first things I said to you is like, oh, okay, so it's, I wouldn't use the term info product, but basically it's, it's an info, you know, I'm going to get information or this blueprint, let's call it that, or whatever you want to call it, right? I'm going to get the blueprint, I'm going to get a community, and I'm going to get access to you through the community. That's what I'm getting. (laughs) And I'm getting it actually for $49 for as long as I want to keep paying $49 versus $49 a month subscription, whatever, right? That's a much easier, and once you get them in, they're likely to see it and love it and stay. I'm not saying not to say it's 49 a month, but the truth is for $49, I get the first, I get the blueprint, I get access for a month, and then the product's going to live or die on how good it is, right? Because if it's good and they find it helpful, they're going to continue. Right. Which I'm sure it is, and they probably will. So at what point? If it's not like multiple occurring revenue in terms of the subscription, how do they can, like, you'd have to, they'd have to buy in. It is, no, it, it is, it is a subscription. So oh, I wouldn't change how you sell okay. it. I would just maybe change a little bit how you message it. Right. Okay. So well, for example. Let me bamboozled of like, I didn't no, know. Right. I would be, I would be clear about it. Right. Okay. So I would say, you know, it's interesting how you could do it. Right. You could say for. you get the blueprint and a month of access to the community and the individual support access to me. Mm -hmm. And then you, you know, because the truth is they're welcome to cancel after one month if they want, right? Mm -hmm. Because I just think, because you got to think about their perception of it, right? You're trying to remove the reasons people would say no. So if they assume I'm signing up for something, it's going to be $50 a month indefinitely. 
that's a way bigger commitment than I'm signing up for $50 and I can continue or not continue. So you're not lying. You're not telling them it's not I a subscription. Right. But I think you're the actual the actual bar- barrier to entry for them is way lower than it seems when you just say forty nine dollars a month. Yeah. Right. That and that sense. can happen lower on the page. Yeah. Higher yeah. up on the page. I want to communicate what they get. This for is what you forty nine dollars. Yep. Okay. Right. This is this is this is what it is, because right. I think with the way it currently is, you're sort of explaining it bit by bit, but you want the snapshot once, you know. So someone could go, oh, for, for, you know, if I buy this thing, I'm getting three things. Make it really simple and easy for them to understand and then explain what those, what those things actually are. Okay. Um, And then one last minor note. So, and again, I know this is sort of a best practice, but so I think somewhere on the page, you know, you say it's like $1,300 worth of value for $49. Yeah. Nobody believes that. Right. Even nope. when my hour consult is $750. Let me ask you a question. If somebody, I'm not saying it's not legitimate and I'm not saying it's not true. Okay. But what I'm saying is if someone said to you, I have something that is worth $1,300 and I'm giving it to you for 49, you would think one of two things. One, they're full of shit, which you're not. It actually is that valuable. Right. Right. Yeah. Uh, or two, you would think that, well, the $1,300 thing's not actually worth $1,300. Think about the flip side. Think about if I'm a client of yours who's paying your regular consulting fee uh-huh. and you're going, why am I paying you $1,300 if I could get this? They're not the same. Right. Well, they're right. not the same because they don't have access to me whenever they want. But that's my point, right? <laughs> But, that, but that's my point. It's not $1,300. So I just, I just think that, I think that it, what I think you don't want to do, regardless of whether or not it's true, right? Let me put it this way. You don't want to introduce skepticism for a buyer. Right. You don't want them even thinking, why is she selling something worth $1,300 for $49? Right. Even if it's true. Okay. Right. And yeah. so what you're trying to do is go, oh, look how valuable all this stuff is. But I don't know right. when it's that big a gap that it's helping you because I think it prompts a question. It, what's interesting to me is you're the furthest thing from scamming, right? You're the furthest right. thing from an infomercial. Right. But that's what you would hear on an infomercial. So even if it's okay. accurate, Right. You're going to get these 20 pots and pans that normally sell for $800 for $6. Right. $29.99. And if you buy now, we'll give you an extra set. We'll double it. Right. So (laughs) it doesn't matter if it's true. It's that perfect. I don't think you want to sound like those people. Right. Does that make sense? Absolutely. I don't. So, right. So I think that, I think that, oh, and then one, one other thing in this, I think there's a really key, there's a really key differentiation point that I think I would probably play up more somewhere in here. Okay. So pretty far down the page, you have, there's so many sleep training programs out there that promise to get your baby sleeping through the night. Sure. Some of them might work some of the time for some families, but none of them work all the time for every family. 
because sleep training is not a one size fits all approach. My guess is that is differentiates you from a lot of people in this space. Mm-hmm. That I think is really key in terms of why they should hire you and why they should pay for this product and the different age things, as opposed to like, just go find some other resource, go Google some free thing about how to sleep. What I actually think you're offering is cut. I also like the word custom. Yeah. That this is customized for your child Mm -hmm. and where they are and their issues. I think I would play that up a little more because it's saying that it's, it's saying that again, this is, you can't, you can just go Google how to help your baby sleep but you're going to get the one size fits all general advice. And that's not what you need. You're drawing that line in the sand. Custom also sounds, custom's also a word I think that sounds valuable. Yeah. Like more valuable than just sort of whatever. So I think that's something that I would sort of play up in there. Okay. Do you even think like with the whole price value differentiation, like not even to say like one-on-one is $750? Yeah, you can, you can, I don't, I don't mind giving some context, right? Okay. So like in, uh, in here you have near the section that I was just talking about, you know, you can pay upwards of 475 to 750 for a one-on-one console, right? I do think that anchoring of this is what it usually costs to get my expertise. I just don't like the comparison of this is 13 because they're different products, right? That's my, I right. guess that's my point, right? Okay. The people yeah. that are paying 750 are getting a different service than what this is. Right. But this gives you a chance to access your expertise. Maybe it's that, right? That this is, this is an affordable way to access your expertise. Mm-hmm. That, I just don't like the direct comparison of this is worth 1300 and I'm giving it to you for 49 you can say your expertise is worth, this is what I charge to work with people. Right. But I want to make this, you know, I want to help you to the best I can. So that's why I created this thing. Right. Okay. Love it. Cool. Give me work. Um, <laughs> all right. Well, hopefully you found all that helpful. So now tell now people you can where. Pay for my, now you can pay for my one-on-one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Why am I going to give you $1,300 when I get, just get it for 49? Forget that. Because you want me. Yeah, you just cost, you just cost yourself a thousand bucks. Um, so tell people where they can go to check this out, to learn more about you, to watch you do Jay-Z songs, all that fun stuff. Sure. So my reels are on Instagram at Healthy Little Sleepers. My website is HealthyLittleSleepers.com. And the age-specific program you can access through there under the Sleep Solutions tab, or you can go to the link that you mentioned, Josh, Susie Menke's, uh, healthylittlesleepers.com backslash online to find the age-specific courses as well. Cool. And for me and more of my nonsense, uh, first of all, anyone that's still sending to this, and I know a bunch of you have been rating and reviewing and subscribing to the podcast already, which is amazing. Somehow I... We've already wound up in the top marketing podcast chart on Apple. I have no idea how that happened, but I like it. So if you want more of my stuff, my newsletter, fortheinterested.com slash subscribe. Check out my video workshops at joshspector.com slash sessions. If you want to hire me for a coaching call or consulting, 
go to joshspector.com slash consulting. I'm talking to people on Twitter all day, every day at jspector. If you would like to be a guest on this show, you can go to joshspector.com slash questions and let me know what you'd like to ask me. And I think that's about it. Thank you, Susie. Uh, thanks everyone for your interest and I will see you next week. Thank you.